0: All right, people You're now tuned in to a new podcast This podcast is called Peeps Creek The Double Dun Tundra Podcast I'm your host, Sean And today I'm joined with a few of my friends around the table
1: Hey, y'all, it's David here
2: What's going on? It's a trainer
0: what it do is kev kev aka the diplomatic ah all right people this is a new podcast. This is a fortnightly podcast. For those of you who know what that is and you stay in the Commonwealth of Virginia, you should know that that means that this is a biweekly podcast. That means every two weeks when this podcast drops, I need you to actually download and listen. I need you to subscribe. I need you to tell your friends. I need you to tell your family. I need you to tell your uncle. I need you to tell your boss, even if you don't like him or her. Let them know that this is a new podcast coming up. We need your support. And we look forward to having a conversation with you every two weeks. All right. So today's topic, we are talking about politics. But before we get there, we want to talk to you a little bit about why we're doing this podcast. So I am an avid podcast listener. I have... About mm, maybe 15, 16 podcasts that I'm listening to currently on a rotation. And so I wanted to do a podcast where we did a variety show where we talk about any and everything. We have varying views here. We have some um, new voters. We have some folks who think they know everything, AKA
2: Adrena. Don't Don't play with me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we're going to start this off. All right.
0: But. So I'm going to give everyone an opportunity just to quickly introduce themselves, and then we're going to jump right into the topic. All right, Atrina.
2: Hey, y'all. This is Atrina, and uh, contrary to uh, popular belief at this table, I do be knowing what I'm talking about. Um, I am a military brat that has lived in Maryland and Virginia for the past, ooh, child, 22 years. I'm getting old. Um, Look at facts. Disrespectful I am the voice of the women on this show So I hope to represent them well And I look forward to it I also listen to podcasts Probably not as many as you And so I'm really excited to be a part of the podcast You know, hope I represent Women of color Women in general well Because there's a lot of testosterone at this table And y'all know they don't get it right all the time
0: Thank so. you, Katrina. We
2: shall move
0: on We shall All right, David, talk to the people
1: hey what's going on everyone so I'm David uh, I am really new to podcasting. to you Sean I'm excited to be here with you guys but most importantly I believe I can bring El Sabor Latino to the table come on
0: come on hey.
1: all right
0: Kev talk to the people what's going on everybody
3: So yeah, this is Kev, a.k.a. Diplomatic I am a um, I'm an army veteran I am a Political nerd, I love everything politics I was a candidate for office uh, In Maryland for the House of Delegates So I I know a thing or two I guess about politics Um, I'm also the founder of The Thomas Foundation uh, Which is a a family foundation That I created uh, Basically focused on Holistic empowerment Um, And communities locally and hopefully one day across the world um, with a strong emphasis on uh, communities that are the most vulnerable and vulnerable populations. Um, Podcast, I've always wanted to do a podcast, um, something that would allow me to kind of share my views and, and exchange dialogue with folks. Glad to be here. Look forward to having fun with all of these characters.
0: All right. So... The first topic we're going to talk about is that we are on December the seventh, and about a month ago we had elections. November the eighth. Is that accurate? Six. Six. So about a month ago, um, but the fact of the matter is, is that when you look at the news, we're still talking about. Residual effects of the election that occurred. Individuals who had conceded coming out and saying, I'm no longer going to concede. Individuals who are contesting um, particular. Um, uh, Election spots in different states. So what I want to do is I just want to talk a little bit about voting generally first um, and so at this particular table we have what we call a virgin voter. I call him a virgin voter because this was the first time that he was Ever eligible to vote here in these United States of America because he is a newly minted citizen everybody give David a round of applause Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so we're going to start off with you. Right. David, tell me first of all why did you vote in the November 6 elections? <sighs> The
1: reason why I voted this year was just simply because there is so much unfairness in and against my community, all these labels they have put on us is just awful. I wanted to make a difference, probably it wasn't enough, but it's a start. As a minority in this country, I believe we should come together to make our voices heard. You know, sometimes there is is one, it is one of our biggest problems with my community. We don't come together. We can see the problem in front of us, and we don't do anything. We have the power to, to make a difference, yet we still don't do anything. And so, as a new
0: voter, what did you do to prepare to vote?
1: You know, to prepare myself, I read... I didn't know who these people were actually <laughs> before I found out any information I found. To be honest, I was blind, but I said to myself, I was going to go and vote for whoever I thought looked promising. However, I wasn't thinking about what is what is it that my community needed and who out of these candidates was the right fit. I am glad I did what I did to find out and educate myself prior to voting i mean it was hard though but i did it uh and also thank you sean um you actually was a big help uh and thanks to you i feel um ready to vote would you do it again uh yeah i I guess i would i would do it again you guess you would or you will do it
2: i mean let the man have his opinion he might guess he might not some people don't like to vote after they vote because they don't feel like their voice was heard so a better question would be as if he thought his vote mattered
0: I mean She got a point Okay so let's let's talk a little bit about, about that But before we do that Let me remind everyone that this is my podcast That means that I am creating this This means that I am putting the money into it And you will be <laughs> Terminated Do you understand You will receive a pink, <laughs> pink slip <laughs> He
2: fired me To bring me back 15 minutes later
0: Okay, no, seriously, following on the heels of that, that is a better question than it is a question that I was going to ask. Did you feel like your vote mattered? I think it did. And why is that? You know, I truly
1: feel that my vote matter. You know, the funny thing is that when I was voting, I was saying to myself, even though it is just me, one vote, I'm sure I will make a difference somehow, but I also knew that also knew and believed it was my responsibility as a new citizen and that it was my right to vote. A right that is guaranteed
0: to me, whether folks like it or not. All right. So let's let's talk a little bit about general election results. Were you all satisfied with the results from the November 6th election and the elections that you actually voted in? We'll start with diplomatic.
3: diplomatic. So... I was satisfied with the, um, I guess, congressional down or not congressional down. But yeah, the congressional elections and some of the local um, elections I was happy with. The only disappointments were um, the gubernatorial uh, contests in Maryland, Florida and Georgia um, because of the the voter suppression tactics that have, I mean, it was clear as day, but they're
0: coming out officially now. But when you say voter suppression, what about the fact that individuals on the other side of that coin are basically saying that this isn't about voter suppression more than ensuring um, the integrity of votes. So we don't want individuals who should not be voted in the elections to vote. And so we put these tools and policies and procedures in place to ensure the integrity of that. What would be your response to that? If you're saying those were tactics used for the suppression of votes, how would you bring someone on the other side of that coin who's saying, no, this is about the integrity of voting?
3: Well, I guess one thing you would have to point out is that some of the things that were done, I mean, it it had nothing to do with checking the integrity. I mean, some of it was just making it very hard for people who don't have the luxury of going to vote when most people would do it, like on election day, like the, the people who have two jobs that need to take advantage of early voting days. When you have a state purposefully try to make less days or less... Um, early voting days.
0: Which
3: state? Oh, God. I've read it and I can't remember it. I want to say Georgia did something along those lines. Don't quote me. But I know I've seen it where states have tried to make less days. I think Ohio tried to pull something like that a couple years ago. Um, And so for for people who need those those early voting days because they can't get out there on election day, they're not having the opportunity to exercise their vote which, of course, is going to lessen the chances for, like, for example, in a state that's either purple or a red state, it's going to make it difficult for a Democratic candidate who's depending on as many votes as possible to to have a shot.
2: But not only that, you think about like the stuff that's coming out now. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. North Carolina just got busted for like outright throwing away people's votes. Mm-hmm. So you have stuff like that. And then I would also say to someone who's saying, no, this is just to make sure that everything stays legit and that credible people are able to vote. Um, What I would say to them is, so would you say that the same tactics that they used in the 50s and the 60s to keep people of color and African-Americans from voting, would you say that those were just to make sure that the vote was honest? Because a lot of the time, history repeats itself. And I feel like right now, America is in a period where history is repeating itself.
0: But why do you think it's repeating itself? I mean, in, in what fashion?
2: You think about the stuff that they're doing and like places like Arizona, where there's a high number of um, immigration, especially people who are of Latin descent, and they're coming up with all of these bogus laws that they have to follow. One of the things that I know um, has come up in recent years is when they had the whole big catastrophe where they were like, a policeman can just stop you and ask you for your ID. And if the, you don't have it, then they can arrest you. But-
0: but but we are a country of laws, and if an individual is not supposed to be here, then perhaps he or she should not be here. And the only way that we would be able to make that determination is if we can verify whether or not they are supposed to be here. So what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to just have open borders and let everybody in, like this is a... Uh, a jump in jump out situation
2: Absolutely not I'm I'm not saying that What I'm saying is that We have the tools The resources And quite frankly The procedures in place And if someone is here if, I feel like if they made it here And they're illegal If they haven't committed a crime Because I think That that's a huge thing That's being played up right now Is that all immigrate, all immigrants Especially those who are coming from Mexico Are what, what did he say? Rapists Rapist. and murderers and drug, drug dealers. dealers. Um, when you put propaganda out there like that, you're not giving a fair shot for those who are legitimately coming over here to make a better place for, for them and their family. Not only that... If you find someone who is here there's a reason why people are fleeing their country to come here and really willing to risk their lives. It's not like they driving up to the border like they going through a McDonald's drive-through line. They are risking life and limb to get here. Meet them at the border and treat them with respect. It is just that simple. Just because they may have not come through the correct way doesn't mean that we have to treat them like they are criminals and prisoners of war treat them with dignity and respect and if they can't come they can't come and i understand that and we have procedures for for situations just as that but you don't have to do all that i feel like our government is doing right now and i don't necessarily think that it is fair or honorable and i don't think that it encourages the american dream as we know it as a country
0: okay so David, as an individual of Latino descent, right. how does it make, or first of all, how, how did you feel when you heard or you hear individuals refer to Latins? And I think sometimes what they do is just throw you all in one category without recognizing that... There are numerous countries that have Latin roots, and they all are not the same.
2: Including Puerto Rico, which is actually part of the United States.
0: So, to hear individuals characterized uh, from the Latin community as rapists, you know, bad hombres, whatever the word may be, how do you feel um, as a Latin American hearing that?
1: I mean, honestly, uh, it's not a good feeling. Because you know, um, they said that you are this, you are a raper, I mean, rapers, um, drug dealer. So sometimes I don't really care to be honest. What people, how people see me, or what would they say about me, behind you know in the line, whatever. But it gets you sometimes. You know, sometimes I might, I might be strong enough to not, for those comments not to get me. But there are times where like, okay, so this is how people feels every day. You know, not too long ago, I was working um, for a clothing store. Uh, I had a customer. He got upset because he couldn't get what he wanted it. So he just loud and loud and crazy said, well, I'm glad he's going to send you back to Mexico.
2: That's crazy. You
1: know, that was actually the first time that I ever felt that, you know, that Feeling that you couldn't do anything,
2: right? Because you're just doing your job.
1: My 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 response, to be honest, was, I was the bigger person. I actually said, "Sir, you have a good day." You know that was my response. I didn't want to engage to his level because I just felt that you cannot fight with ignorance. Ignorance is always going to win, no matter what. Because you can try to convince these people that you're not this type of way, that you're not what they think that we are. They're going to believe whatever they want to believe. So it's not a good feeling, to be honest, because at the end of the day, is where I'm coming, what I'm from. This is my where my blood is. And see how my people has been treated.
0: It's not a good feeling. So, Kevin, hearing David... Discuss that as an individual who I understand you ran for office, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We understand you did not win. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> the shade of it all. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about your campaign. Where were you running?
3: Maryland, uh, Maryland's 23rd District A. Cause it's, the Senate district is broken into two
0: Sub-districts. That's um, Bowie, Laurel, and Glendale. So, in those particular areas where you were running, do you know whether or not it had a s- large Latino population or not? I wouldn't say a large uh, population, but
3: a population nonetheless. Uh, more so, at least from what I saw in, like, um, South Laurel, there were a lot of uh, Latinos. So... It was like one neighborhood in particular I went to where most of them, I would go to the door. It was um, a Latino family. So the the presence was definitely there.
0: And when you were campaigning, I'm assuming you were campaigning, right? Mm -hmm. Did you consider your campaign to be grassroots campaign? Most definitely. All right. And so were you going door to door talking to individuals yourself or were you trying to send some other folks to be like your surrogate? I was at every door. All right. So, during the time that you were campaigning, did you happen to talk to any Hispanics? And if so, um, what type of issues did they bring to your attention, if any? They were pretty
3: brief. I honestly, I talked to them, but it wasn't mostly uh, detailed conversations. But of course, immigration policy and issues like that are, are always going to be something important. Um, I had a couple that were still waiting on. Um, uh, the USCIS that process uh, to go through so they were saying we can't vote yet but we're in the midst of that and one of the biggest complaints is always of course how long the process takes no. um, and then of course during my time interning I also dealt with some of that because um, a lot of times people would call in to check in on their cases um, when I was at Van Hollen's office so That's been my experience with that
2: But not only that In our area It's more than Immigration in this particular area Is um, It's far reaching Because everyone wants to come to D.C. What's
0: what's our area? This area?
2: D.C. DMV Most definitely D.C. Maryland, Virginia It's way higher I would think Than it would be In In Other areas particularly because we are the nation's capital we are we do have so many opportunities to get here and so um while because i assisted on the campaign but like for example in my neighborhood alone where i live we have indian immigrants we have african immigrants um we have Pakistanis. There are immigrants from everywhere Chinese, Vietnamese that are that are coming to our area for the um, opportunities. And so, it, what you run into is those other nationalities because the attack, because the propaganda has been towards Latinos that they. They don't. Real, people don't realize that those other groups are also being affected by these same policies. So it's a it's a more it's a broader issue than what they're making it. It's they're not just targeting um, Hispanics. They are targeting everyone who comes over here. Who is they? Unfortunately, the administration that we have in place now, and I feel very strongly that. As a leader, you cannot say reckless things out of your mouth and then act surprised when um, those things that you said have triggered or added fuel to the fire of something that is detriment to but, but, your community. But, but
0: what what do you do as an individual who is on the receiving, as individuals who potentially could be on the receiving end of some of these negative things? Like, let's, let's just uh, break it down a little bit. So the... the there are comments that are made um, from individuals that are seen, could be very well seen negative towards African Americans. There are comments from individuals that are, can be seen negative towards Latinos. There are comments made that could be seen negative towards Middle Easterns. But as groups who are affected by that, what do you do? What 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 is your recourse? How do you get past the feelings of anger and disdain to actually affect a change? Because if we're out here voting on November the 6th, 2018, and nothing really changed in regards to the leadership that's there, what's your recourse?
2: The way that I feel personally is that Um, Struggle in this nation for African-Americans is not new, right? We've been going through this since...
0: 400 years ago. Okay. You should get over it by now. So
2: what I'm saying is when it comes to Hispanics, when it comes to other races, I think that when I hear African-Americans say, well, you know, it's their turn, as if it's okay for them to... The stuff that you hear, it doesn't affect me. Um, It does, because if we let one thing slip, then everything can slip. And we see how far and how long it took for us to get where we are. And the climate is just repeating itself. But
0: isn't that, but isn't, I'm sorry, I, I hear you. I respect that. I truly understand it. But isn't that really just a sign of I'm over it? I mean, it's not necessary that they, could it be that they don't really feel like, okay, it's someone else's turn to take the brunt of the 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 issues It's just that I'm tired of it Nothing is changing And so Let someone else Deal with it Versus It being Oh well Finally somebody else Is getting the heat I mean Couldn't it just be Exasperation Just tired Like I'm over it
2: It could very well be But if you get tired Then who's gonna fight for you
0: Right mm-hmm.
2: At the end of the day, I can't get tired because it's not changing right in that moment like I'm it's a, supposed I'm to. I'm
0: sick and I'm tired, but you I'm moving on. You can be sick on. and
2: tired, but when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, that's Let when stuff know. starts changing. And so,
0: sick and tired of being what?
2: Sick and tired. Sick and tired. Listen, all I'm saying is this, is as African Americans, if we exercise some empathy, we understand What we're going through. Instead of saying, well, that's their problem and we got our own stuff, it's happening to all minorities. And the reality of the situation is that the country that we live in is no longer going to be an Anglo Saxon country in the next couple of years. Get our stuff together. The thing that I think is
0: so. Are you suggesting that minorities, irrespective of what minority group that you're part of, should rise up and come together not and have rising, an agenda? That
2: sounds real. <laughs>
0: that I mean, sounds, what are you that saying? That sounds real revoltish
2: mm. and that's not what I'm saying. Um, what I am saying is that at some point we need to te- take those values that were passed down that I think we have lost along the way. I know, just two generations back, my dad and my mom grew up in a generation where
0: come on with the generational testimony let them know I feel
2: like we grew my parents and my grandparents grew up in generations where grandma grandpa aunts uncles cousins all lived together right and so there was this camaraderie there was a sense of community everyone knew each other everyone worked together and built together and I feel like we are losing that in today's society and um, I think that those values if they come back around and they come back around in the sense of a community and where you care about your neighbor as your neighbor cares for you then these issues that we have will no longer be grassroots issues but then they become the real deal they become the movements that we saw like Martin Luther King and um the bus boycotts it was a care for the next human being and I think that we're losing some of that um in our community and let me just say we talk about the the Hispanics immigrating but I had issues voting this year I've been registered to vote since I was 18 years old and I went to vote this year and was told that my name was nowhere in the system
0: and what happened?
2: So they tried all different types of ways. They were like, well, maybe your name is different in the system. Maybe we, because they tried to scan my driver's license because that's what's typical to do in Virginia. And my name didn't come up. And then they tried to look in the system. Then I looked myself up in the registry and I didn't come up as a registered voter. And so they were like, did you vote two years ago? Absolutely, I voted. Okay. We don't see you. So I had to do a provisional ballot. So then
0: And what's a provisional ballot?
2: Basically it's a paper ballot, but you are also registering to vote at the same time.
0: And and, and then so the vote
2: is not counted like everyone else. It's put in this like special blue bag that they have off in the corner somewhere. And so And like, when
0: is it when is it counted?
2: After the, the votes are the the everyday votes or the you know all the people that voted that day. So, are so then the issue. Wait, becomes, time's out.
0: Time's out because this is an important. This is important.
2: Right, it is
0: Is that When individuals go to the poll Individuals are oftentimes turned around And they don't know what to say or what to do And so you are not required to be returned around You can ask for a provisional ballot You definitely can And you can ask to still maintain your vote um, And make sure that you follow up with your own registration To see where you register and how you register So that your vote actually is going to be counted thereafter
2: Well, the interesting thing that I saw Is there was another young lady Another African-American young lady That she was there and they told her she wasn't voted uh, registered. And they were going to send her to Manassas from Woodbridge and told her that she had to take a picture to verify her identification in order to vote. Uh,
0: yeah. <clears throat>
2: so they took her provisional, but then she had to go and take a picture. I have never taken a picture to vote.
1: So she actually so, went...
2: She was going to go because she said, I don't got nothing but time and opportunity. Today. Ugh, they caught the go, right sister. one on the right day. But what I'm saying is these issues are not just Hispanics. And I think if people begin to look at that as a real thing, it's a minority issue. And if we stop categorizing ourselves and look like I'm black, you're Hispanic, you may be Asian. But at the end of the day, if they're wronging one, they're wronging all. Right. And that's how we have to look at this issue, because I've been here my whole life. I've been registered to vote since I was 18 years old. I've never had an issue voting. And all of a sudden, I have an issue voting. Right. And you want me to sit here and you put my papers in a blue bag. And let's be clear, the votes that they were throwing away in in, uh, North Carolina were the votes like mine, the provisional ones. Well, we don't
0: know if they were throwing them away. That's an allegation. Let's be clear.
2: Allegedly throwing away, allegedly destroying, allegedly not being counted, however you want to say it. They were disappearing.
0: disappearing. I agree with you. It's, it's it's horrible at the end of the day because we are now in 2018 where technology is supposed to be at its most advanced state. And yet we still can't get a vote. It, correct. My
2: thing is this. If my grandmama, my, my great grandmama did the things that they did back in the day to make sure that they would vote. How dare I not vote? Right, Right. How dare I not take the opportunity? And
0: and so, what do we say to individuals who say, look, my vote ain't changing shit. Or, I don't make enough money to take time off to vote. Instead of voting, I need to be at work. If I'm not at work, my child can't eat. And, I'm, and I can't take off the vote. Or, I don't have a car where I can get to a polling place in time after work. And how do you, at the end of the day, galvanize those individuals? Because it's almost like you go to church, right? Sometimes you go to church, it's the same people in the pew. And a pastor is preaching to the same people. And at the end of the day, bruh, either you go save these people or you ain't. And so how are you winning new lives and 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 putting that into perspective of voting, how are you getting people galvanized, excited about voting when they have real-life issues that's going on where they feel like when they cast their vote, it doesn't matter?
2: I think it's if you take it from that approach, like when you say something about, like, if you go to church and the preacher is preaching and it's the same six people in the pews, um, what do you get from that? It's about what you get for you. And so if you're going to vote... Don't don't think about like if it doesn't come out my way that's not how the way it's supposed to be. Democracy is democracy and if the vote swings that way that's the way the vote swings. That doesn't mean you stop. And I feel like for so long the civil rights movement wasn't one in a year. It wasn't one in one election. It wasn't one in one day. It wasn't like we decided yesterday. Today we gonna stand up and we gonna boycott and things gonna happen. It took time, and it took effort, and it. I think we're in a popcorn society. Everything's not gonna happen right away the way you want it to happen. You have to have some perseverance, some, some effort, some motivation to continue on to continue To push through to the next day everything doesn't happen automatically when you want it to
0: okay but okay so we have david here who who never voted before other than november the 6th 2018 Mm -hmm. and he says he's going to vote he says it's going to move forward but what if he feels like his vote didn't matter here like he says that he felt like he was voting for the people felt like he had a, a a uh, a cross bearing about voting for other fo- folks who couldn't vote um, And if if things aren't changing Then how do we continue to galvanize people We can't keep just saying You know our ancestors fought for the vote Because it's, it's, it's evident that they did It's clear anyone who went through any First, second, third grade level of history know about civil history, civil rights. They may not know about it in the depth that some of us know about because we took the time and energy to actually learn about it. But they knew about that. So that's an old story. And so you have to be able to change with the culture as they're changing. And so how do we galvanize folks now to say your vote matters? You getting out there to vote is important
2: I think Kevin can speak to some of this Because when he ran his campaign He ran off of grassroots um, Being a part of his Obama campaign Jr. <laughs> being a part of his campaign I think it, one of the things And you can tell me if I'm wrong But one of the things that was huge that we did Even though you know the election didn't come out The way we wanted it to Was that at the end of the day People weren't expecting us to knock on their door People weren't expecting us to say Hey we care about what your thoughts are Um, and I think in a lot of instances what we got back especially from people who were from migrant backgrounds or immigrant families was no one stops to talk to us no one stops to ask us what what we think what we feel what we need and so I think um what I think we need is for more people to understand that somebody hears you And so if you are in a position where you can help the next one learn a little bit more or feel a little bit more heard, then don't stop. Continue to do that and spread the word Because the problem is It's not that people don't know It's that they don't think they are being hurt
0: Got it, Trina. thank you We're going to move you the capping down Thank you <laughs> I'm
2: so through with him And I am silent for the rest of the No,
0: but, but
3: what Trina was saying is I mean, that's absolutely right it, Optics do matter Now, you hope that with those optics You're actually um, doing the right thing. So, for example, when we knocked on doors, we had clipboard in hand, and when I was talking to people, I would literally, either myself or a Trina, would write down whatever the person said, um, issues that they had, and I know for me, if a candidate came to my door, and I'm telling him X, Y, and Z, and he's literally writing it down, that says to me, okay, He didn't come to the door just to give me a whole bunch of nonsense and a couple talking points like we're exchanging in dialogue. And this is something that he's going to take back with him to the planning meeting and strongly consider this if he gets in or at least on a campaign trail. Um, So that's one thing It's just making sure people know that you
0: care. Caring is is sharing. Yeah. Empathy is important. Facts. All right. So. Let's talk, let's, let's shift gears just slightly a little bit, and I want to talk a little bit about, um, all, really on this topic, very quickly, we may not know a lot about it, but I did some sweet research on it. So one thing that has bothered me a lot in regards to individuals' right to vote is the concept of if an individual commits a crime, particularly a felony, there are some states who essentially say you can't vote. There are some fo- some states that say, well, you can vote after you finish your sentence, whatever it is, after you do X, Y, and Z. So what I wanna know is, if voting is a constitutional right, why do we feel that we need to take away the vote as a punishment? Does that solve anything, or is that just a way to suppress certain types of voters? What do you think? I think
3: it's a suppression tactic. I mean, not to say that African Americans are overwhelmingly targeted when it comes to the criminal justice system, Hold up,
0: right? but, but African Americans are disproportionately in the in the criminal justice system in comparison to any other race, ethnicity in the United States of America,
2: and increasingly those of Hispanic descent as well.
0: Exactly. So, why did you, you were saying you think this is a, a suppression?
2: Yeah,
3: definitely. I mean, minorities, specifically, we'll say African Americans overwhelmingly vote democrat so what you'll see is and the republican party mostly they they pride themselves on this strong on crime narrative or whatever so i mean what's the best thing to do than to make it to where people who have committed certain level of crime cannot vote any longer it's it's a double whammy what do you think katrina
2: I absolutely think it's suppression I absolutely think it's a suppression thing Um, When these laws were enacted They were enacted in a way To suppress the African American And minority communities Um, I don't think that once somebody Has served their sentence That they have to continue to pay By not having a voice In the way things are done Because part of the issue is that When they are sent away And they see all these injustices They have no rights you're stripping them of their rights. And so when they come out and you want them to be... Um,
0: model citizens.
2: Model citizens, you want them to straighten up and fly right. But you are taking the basic right of being a citizen of this country away from them. So that, then you're taking their voice and then you want to yell at them.
0: So what do you think about it, David? About taking the, the right to vote away? Yeah, for individuals who are in jail. What's
1: your thought? be honest, I, I, if, it's the, if that's one of the, the, the rights for a citizen to do... So I don't think uh, taking it away from them is the right thing to do because they're already dealing with the sentence, you know, being in jail, taking the freedom away from them because of their, their um, actions. So I don't think after they completed the sentence that they were put into, taking the right to vote away, I don't think that's fair. I think sure. they still have a voice that, that,
0: that, that can be here. All right, so th- for those of you who are listening, hopefully it's quite a few of you, um, you should Google the National Conference of State Legislators. And what they do is they have a spreadsheet that provides you information about the right to vote um, concerning felonies. There are only two states in the United States of America that never take away the right to vote, and that's Maine and Ver- Vermont, no matter if you are a felon or not. There are 14 states that only... Um, take away the right to vote while you're incarcerated and it's automatically restored once your sentence is up there is there are 22 states that is lost until there's completion of the sentence of parole or whatever um, probation you have and then it's automatically restored and then there are 12 states Um, That's lost into completion of sentence and or if you act, you have to affirmatively do something. So anyway, check out the National Conference of State Legislators website to find out what state you are in. And if you are a felon who do not have the right to vote, do what you need to do to get your vote. Your voting right reinstated Alright, so we are Lastly going to talk about I think the caravan issue Alright, so I'm not talking my Dodge caravan Because they are not giving me Any kind of <laughs> Sponsorship for this Podcast we, we are talking about The caravan that is Marching and driving slowly From Central America To the border Alright, so let's talk a little bit about that First of all what do you all think about this whole caravan situation? Is it a is it a bag a band of hoodlums murderers coming here or what? Were, I mean, what I've what I saw on the news.
3: I mean, not to say that there aren't any criminals or whatever there may be, but I saw moms with their two year old, three year old kids in their grasp, trying to race for the border to give their kids a better life. And them being tear gassed like a bunch of militants or it it was just, it was sad. And it's not who we are. It's not who we are. You mean us as Americans? As Americans. That's not who we are. And I have the the finger quotations up um, because it has dangerously become uh, kind of a bold type. How do I want to put this? We're we're being very... uh, Uncharacteristic of who we want the world to think that we are. What about you, Katrina? What you think?
2: I think it's a tragedy, to be honest with you, and I think that it shows just how far America has but fallen. But we
0: are—we are a a nation of laws.
2: We are also a nation of immigrants.
0: But that was a long time ago.
2: Is it? Does it matter? Just because you're just because you're white in America does not mean that your family was born here. Ellis Island existed. Okay. it's a thing and so just because I don't look like your ancestors and I can't trace my my family back to the boot of Italy doesn't mean that that um, my right to come to this country, Legally or illegally,
0: okay, but okay, we it doesn't
2: matter. I, I, we, 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 we
0: are a nation of immigrants, we got that. That was a he long time know ago, we are. but <laughs> it doesn't matter how long ago
2: it was. That's what happened. Columbus came, we celebrate Columbus Day,
1: Malcolm X.
2: We could celebrate Columbus Day, and he basically came here and said he found something that was already found.
1: Stand up for your rights, and to be honest, I don't know why we celebrate him. So,
0: wait, wait times out, was we because I still had to work for Columbus Day, I didn't.
2: I'm the federal government. I don't have to work. (laughs) I don't know why.
0: Let me tell you this: when I was in school, we were protesting. What'd
2: you do? Go to school.
0: Um, Every Columbus Day. We would go to school. We would sit out in the by, middle. By we would sit out. In the-
2: I went ahead and slept in that day. I'm not going to school for no reason now. I'm
0: we not going- are not about to celebrate finding I'm something and taking land from people who were already here. But put that aside, people. I'm not going to give my political views on here because technically I'm an independent. Um, but um, David, what do you think about the caravan? You're from El Salvador, uh, A.K.A. Shithole Country. Um,
2: Would you say? <laughs> I, one more time I mean, that?
0: he's just. Re- I'm just repeating what was said. What was,
2: what was said? Say, what was said? I'm asking questions. El Salvador
0: was one of the shithole countries. As oh, was Haiti. Oh, you're hated.
2: talking about from from the Bergen president, as my daughter calls him.
0: I don't know. I cannot.
2: Shouts out to the trolls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I could attribute that to anyone other than the fact that I know I read it on some news site. Don't know if it was fake or not. Uh-huh. But. It wasn't fake. It says shithole country. So you're from El Salvador, and you're also from Mexico, right? So did I say that correctly, Mexico? Yeah.
2: Ah. Work on your accent, though.
0: All right, go ahead, David. Tell us. Uh, to 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 be honest,
1: is is it really it's really awful because what they spe- they already suffering, you know, that long way from coming from uh, south or Central America all the way to the border. That's a long, long way. People not even make it to the to the to the to the border. People die, get raped, whatever you want to name it. So by then but they come all the way to the border to find what they found in now, which is all this unnecessary force, I would say, taking kids away from their parents for them to reunite three four months later and then the little kid doesn't re, doesn't even recognize their parents that is awful you know killing just because they trying to get a better life for their, for their families is just i'm human i'm human whatever if, if that's inhumane a, inhuman. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I wasn't I wasn't born here, so you know, like trying my best. <laughs> you good, bro, you good. So as as, you know, as a Latin um, American citizen, thank God, a mom, it kind of gets it kind of gets me to the point that I feel sad, disappointed and and and, and, and guilty because I'm in mean, this side, you know. Um you know, having a life, job, something that they are basically looking for, trying to get to. Right, so it kind of you know that guiltiness part feeling is there, but all 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 I'm wishing is just for things to get better. For well,
0: them. I don't. We can spend a lot of time on this topic. Um, but we do want to wind this down for, the, for you listeners I know that we've been talking A lot about politics Politics is a difficult thing to, to discuss particularly If you do not agree With any of the opinions That's espoused In this particular podcast And that's okay You can always contact us On peepscreek.com You can leave us a message You can let us know Hey I don't like that topic I don't like Kevin A.K.A. Diplomatic, Katrina was just talking and talking, talking. But I yep, love yep, yep, yep. Sean's voice.
1: Uh, I do not understand,
0: David.
2: Who is gonna say that? And David, they gonna love your accent, baby.
0: Thank you, boo. But at the end of the day, here's what I want to say. Um, I I do want to say in regards to the caravan situation, I do think it's a it's an unfortunate situation. I would say to individuals who who like to. Mm, who like to um, bring the same marching line of we we are a country of laws and you need to get in line, blah, blah, blah. I, I challenge those individuals to actually go and look at the statute that deals with immigration law to understand how confusing, convoluted, and just unnecessarily um, burdensome the process is. And for those individuals who know absolutely nothing about asylum, oftentimes you cannot Indicate that you are seeking asylum Until you actually reach the border Exactly. There are individuals on this Caravan who are seeking Asylum they cannot do so Until they reach the border it's not like They can flip out their cell phone Call the state department be like yo I'll be there On Tuesday I want you to pull up My paperwork and start asylum So you need to know the laws in which You are claiming individuals don't Know and don't understand so that You can try to have some Sort of empathy I'm not saying that we we need to open our borders and let everyone in, but you also un- need to understand that there is a there is a process, and so for those individuals who talk about get in line, that's another concept that really bothers me yeah, because me the line.
2: It doesn't exist It does not
0: It's not the same for everyone That line is not the same For those individuals from Haiti It's absolutely not the same For individuals who are From African countries And it's damn sure Not the same line For individuals who've Come from Mexico
2: Let me me add this real quick A lot of people don't know That in the United States We actually have Asylum officers And refugee officers That are assigned To other countries That we send Our people out to To bring back refugees And people who are Seeking asylum So to say For somebody to get in line Baby They probably got in line before they even got to the door
0: Right, well you heard a trainer. Now listen people I want you to know, no matter what Your political affiliation it is, Whether it's Democratic, Independent Republican, don't give a hell Not sure You get out there, you vote, you figure out What the issue is, and you do what you want to do And I do want to say this to my dreamers I know quite a few dreamers Individuals who come here Not on their own accord Because their parents brought them here They are hardworking individuals and they just want to experience the america dream and they feel boxed in you keep your head up you keep doing what you need to do and it's all going to work out the way it's supposed to because we will make it happen one day Alright, that's the show for the day We're talking about politics We were all over the place on politics Because hey, that's what it do When you have just some drinks You're at the table And you're talking to your family I'm Sean, we have
2: Hey y'all, it's Trina
0: David Kev, aka Diplomatic And we are out Alright people, that is a wrap We are here at Peeps Creek the double entendre podcast i'm your host sean and we look forward to having another conversation with you in two weeks all the music that you heard today on the podcast is created by my brother crazy drink out of detroit michigan with his music called blazing heat music that's b-l-a-z-i-n-h-e-a-t-m-u-z-i-k Don't forget, tell your family, tell your friends Most importantly, make sure you come back And see us and hear us Follow us on Instagram and Twitter At Peeps Creek That's P-E-E-P-S-C-R-E-E-K For my Latino listeners Gracias por escucharnos Regresa en dos semanas We are out